everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. In this week's episode, Richard leads us on a discussion about a common vacation dilemma. Do we explore the new and exciting, or do we return to our favorite familiar locations? To return or not to return? That is the question. That is the question. Before we jump in, though, Randy, have we heard anything from our listeners? Why, yes, Gary, we've got some letters from camp. Our last episode was our one-year looking back retrospective. One year of Camp Codger. And our friend Roger Smith said, Congrats on getting a year of Camp Codger in the can. One suggestion, on the email reminding me that a new episode is available, you say the old Codgers are at it again. Do you need the modifier old? It seems redundant. Keep rolling, guys. Best, Roger Smith. And by the way, Roger, I had the same exact conversation with Mr. Gary Ebersol, and he finally agrees that we don't have to say old codger because by definition, a codger is an old guy. And on top of that, my personal thing is, we're yeah, we're kind of getting up there in years, but we don't have to beat the old horse to death, <laughs> you know? All right. All right. <laughs> so I'm anyway. feeling like a young buck right now. <laughs> there you go. That's the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Back to the mailbag. Jeannie Robertson said, congrats on your first year of podcasting. Such a huge commitment to pull off. It is refreshing to listen to you three guys. The show stimulates me to reflect on my personal memories from the past. If you keep podcasting, I will keep listening. Thanks for your dedication. And thanks, Jeannie, for listening. And please tell your friends, we have lots more spaces at camp for folks who would like to listen to our podcast. A couple weeks ago, we did an RIP sports page. Our lament is what it was. It was a lament on the sports page kind of going away from print newspapers. Our friend Jack Turner said, I believe this chat character is a reincarnation of Professor Irwin Corey. As an old exclamation point printer, I still like getting my hands dirty reading the paper edition of the Albuquerque Journal. Then I hitch up my horse and buggy and ride into town for a sarsaparilla. <laughs> Sports page gone is another sad loss in this age we live in. And Jack, I couldn't agree more, and neither could Richard. And Gary doesn't care because he reads everything <laughs> digitally, and it doesn't matter. Ink? Ink? What would you use ink for? <laughs> anyway, thank you guys, all of you who are listening to the show. We love your comments. We love the fact that you're with us. And please keep listening and keep commenting. Thanks, Randy. It's always great to hear what our audience is thinking. Richard, mm. what do you have for us? Well... I don't know about you guys, but I have this debate with myself and with Allison every single year. Should we find some wonderful new place to vacation, some exciting place that we haven't been before, or should we return to a favorite place? We've all had vacation trips that didn't work out, and for sure, we're not going back to that place. But what about those places where you had a wondrous experience? Great food, unforgettable sights, beautiful walks or hikes, and where you enjoyed meeting friendly locals, some of whom maybe you even kept up with after you returned home. What if you went back to one of those places? Do you want to? 
Do the advantages outweigh, perhaps, the lure of the new? Now, Gary, I know you've returned to favorite campgrounds numerous times, among other places. Why do you go back? There are plenty of spots to camp across this great land of ours. Well, it's not about being a favorite necessarily. Sometimes it's just convenience. I mean, the campground we're talking about is close by. It's an hour and a half away. It's pretty. It's scenic. There's great hiking. We also had some good times when you guys were joined us on that camping trip. So you kind of return for the good times. You return for the fact that it's convenient. And you return because it does feel comfortable. You have expectations, and those expectations are met. Randy, you've got a second vacation home outside of Phoenix. That must be a place you head off to frequently, although not recently, perhaps. What is the lure of heading back to a specific place? Well, the familiar is a nice thing, but when you've got a place that is actually yours or a place that you've returned to often enough to feel familiar like it's yours, it's a way to get away from your regular home and go someplace different. And someplace, someplace different doesn't always have to be different and new to you. I like the idea of going to the Phoenix area at certain times of the year. They really do have the best spring weather I know of. Mm. So I love the spring season there. There are a lot of things to like about a lot of places. And Patty and I have just kind of focused on the Phoenix area as a place that's completely different from Colorado Springs. And mm. yet when we get there, it's familiar and fun. And there are some things that we tend to do. But there, there's so much new stuff that we still get to explore. So it's sort of a combination of the familiar and still being fresh enough to be new. You know, back to what Gary said about going to a, a nearby campground for convenience, it hit me that when I'm in LA, we go up to Santa Barbara, not infrequently, once every couple months. So we're there four or five times a year. It's a, a beautiful place. It's on the beach. It's got fresh air, which LA often does not. We know where to go. We know the restaurants. We know the good walks, the hikes, the beaches. So why not? It's convenient. It's an hour and a half away. So Gary's on to something when he talks about the convenience of familiar places. And, and probably for you too, Randy, you know exactly how to get to your vacation home. You don't have to look it up on a map. You know how to get there. And I know how to get to Santa Barbara in an hour and a half and boom. So what's not to like about it? Now, obviously, there's a whole industry built about around the idea that people want to return to a place for vacation, a place familiar to them, place convenient to them, place that they like. Timeshares are all about that, having a beautiful place to return to. But there's also that itch to explore, to find out what's around the next bend, experience something not quite inside your comfort zone. Randy, you recently returned from a, what I recall is a long trip to Italy. Was that a new place for you and Patty to visit or was it a repeat? And did it test your comfort zone in anyway. And would you go back there? Would you want to go back to the same place again? Or is it crossed off your list and on to new adventures? Well, how come when you ask a question, Gary only gets one question and I get six? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take me a little while. But you're absolutely, absolutely right. Italy for us was a brand new place. It was a bucket list sort of place. Mm -hmm. Italy is the most popular European destination. I didn't even know that till we started to do the research on, on, on our trip. The bottom line for us was 
it was a brand new place. It was exciting. We toured the entire northern part of the country. It was one new place after the next. Mm. It wasn't just going to one place. It was going to six places. Some of those were just unbelievable. There's something really exciting about going to a new place and you feel invigorated by it. You know, everything's new, everything's fun. It's really hard to get that from a place you've been to six or 10 or 20 times. I would definitely consider going back to Italy for that reason, because we haven't finished yet. You know, it's not like you can explore an entire country in uh, two weeks. Are there any of the places you went to that made such an impression that you'd go back there for sure? Yes. A couple of the places I, I think I can cross off my list because they were great, but I don't really expect there was much more for us to see there. Mm-hmm. But Tuscany as a as a province was so spectacular. I'd like to go back and explore more of that. And the city of Venice was insanely different from anything <laughs> else I've ever seen. I was not prepared for it. I didn't really know what Venice was all about. When we get there, it's like, holy mackerel. This is a spectacular place with way more history than I expected. So I would go back there for sure. Okay. Well, Gary, you too went with B uh, across the pond a year or so ago to Italy. Would you go back? Did you have an experience that said, was so so fine, so nice that you go back. The answer is well, duh. Who wouldn't go back to Italy, right? <laughs> I mean, it's popular for a reason <laughs> because it is just a really stunning. Place. I think sardonic so is much. Gary's middle name. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, I can't help myself. But when you think about it, I'd go back in a New York minute. I'd go back to the same place, and I'd go back to different mm. places. There's so much to see. Everywhere, but in in Italy particularly, is just so full of history that you can't not enjoy it. And the climate's great, and the people are great, and the food is great. Oh. The food is great. Yeah. yeah, I'd go back to Italy. There's other places I'd go to. Not particularly exotic. I am just never enchanted by the idea of an exotic place. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to do when I go places is to try to f- kind of blend in. I don't want to look like a tourist. By the way, a, an article in the, in the paper today said your shoes will determine whether you look like a tourist. <laughs> and the Bermuda shorts. That's a little bit of a problem, true. And the T-shirt that says, I love the USA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We won't talk about the caps we're wearing because the, the baseball caps are a very American oh thing. Oh. But the idea of staying in one place for a week or so is always interesting to me. I'd go back to Italy. I'd go back to England. I'd go back to Ireland. So returning to the familiar, but in a sense unfamiliar because you might go to a different part of the same country. I like places where you can kind of blend in. I'm a, a sucker for returning to favorite places. One of the things I like is that if you go back to a place not too many years later, some people that you dealt with then are still there. I mean, the shop is still run by the same people, and they may recognize you. You get an instant kind of hit of a relationship that's somehow endured. And even if I've had a a bad experience in a place that I otherwise enjoyed, you know, you can tweak an experience to make it better. We had one in Rome where I, I picked the wrong hotel and we stayed there two nights. It was a disaster. 
that was some years ago. We went back to Rome last year. I picked another hotel, but I was very careful that this one worked. It changed everything. We had a great experience at the hotel, and it improved our experience running around Rome. So you can tweak the bad to make it better. I used to, when I was a young person, I used to love the adventure of a new place, absolutely new, explore, make mistakes, carry a map, or look at your phone, but it's new, it's new. I'm less that now. I'm more anxious to explore in depth places that I already know a bit. So I had a reporter in my newsroom some years ago who always went to his family's vacation cabin in Upper Michigan every summer. While the rest of us were jetting off here and floating off there and driving off here, he went to Upper Michigan every summer for the five years that he was a reporter in my room and for the 25 years before that. So I asked him, Tony, why don't you venture out a little more in the world? What about Mexico? What about Europe? What about Asia? What about other places in the U.S.? And he just said he loved the idea of things being the same. And if it was always a comfortable, relaxed sameness, he was a happy guy. He knew what to do, where to go, what to expect. But I want to ask you to this. Is there a place you've returned to and the experience has surprised you? where the return, quote unquote, delivered a lot more or a lot less than you'd expected. Randy? Well, one place that Patty and I have visited more than once or twice or three times is the island of Maui, Mm. part of the Hawaiian islands, for those of you who (laughs) don't know what Maui is, which is none of you. And one of the things I like about it is it's, it's always a great trip, but it's never the same trip. Even in a small place, There are other places to go to that you haven't explored. There's a beach you've never seen. There's a restaurant you've never been to. If you want to go to the same favorite beach, you can. We know we can go snorkeling. That's one of our favorite things. But we can also get in the car and explore someplace new. It's that combination, I think, that that appeals to me. Mm -hmm. Do you go to the same condo? Do you rent the same place every time you go? We have. We have. We've got a condo complex that we've been to, I think, three different times, but there are many trips that we don't go there. We are really a dichotomy of the familiar and the slightly new. Gary, what about you? There's an old adage that I think we've all heard, you can never go home again. (laughs) The internet tells me that it was Thomas Wolfe. But I think it's kind of true. I don't have a travel story in that respect, but I do have a relocation story. Hmm. And right after college, my wife and I had moved to San Francisco. And San Francisco was great, but we were still young. And after a couple of years, we were homesick. So we decided to go home again. We decided to go back to Seattle, which was interesting because it really wasn't quite what we'd left. Because essentially all of us had changed. We'd gone in different directions. We'd graduated from college. We weren't in high school anymore. We weren't in college anymore. And it wasn't the same. And after a few years, we rebounded to San Francisco. We went back to our new home. Mm. You really can't go home again. And it's like a vacation. Sometimes you can repeat your vacation. You can have it the same. And it feels just as good. In this particular case of relocation, we realized, hmm. That's not working so well. I've got exactly the same experience. I went to, uh, as an exchange student, to Copenhagen, Denmark. I was 19 years old. 
changed my entire life, that, that experience of six months. Eight years later, I had occasion to go to Europe again. I went to Copenhagen. It had to be on my list. And I was expecting all the old emotions and feelings and, and sensations. It didn't happen. It was a nice city. I enjoyed my two or three or four days there. But when it was time to go, I was ready to go. It just didn't have the resonance, much like your experience of Seattle. You had changed and the city changed. And Copenhagen hadn't changed all that much, but I certainly had changed eight years later. And it wasn't uh, the same for me. Randy? I think that's exactly it. When we started talking about this topic, I'm, I wasn't sure that was going to come up, but I think the the mistake that's made when people go back to the familiar, the same old places, mm-hmm. that they're looking for the same experience. But you've changed over the last right. weeks, months, years. Mm-hmm. You're bringing a new person to that place. The place has probably changed you can't have the same experience over and over again. If that's what you're looking for, I think you're going to be disappointed. So sure, go back to the same place if you really love it. I'll go back to to Maui. I'll go back to Goodyear, Arizona. But it's not going to be the same exact trip. You know, one of the things that's interesting when you think about why do we return, and part of it is a lot of travel, particularly international travel, can be kind of stressful. It's anxiety inducing, right? Right. So you think, oh my God, I'm going to a new place. I've never been there. What's it going to be like? How do I get my car? How do I drive? You know, I'm driving on the wrong side of the road, (laughs) wrong by our standards. And so you go back to the familiar because it reduces anxiety. That's a great point. Okay, it's one thing less I have to worry about. Or six things less. That's a draw for me, I have to say. Knowing how to get around the place that I've been to before, knowing the customs and mores, yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. And, and you know, you guys started the, the show talking about camping. Well, essentially, camping is the same sort of experience in that you're not in your comfortable bed. You're, you're in a different location. You, you get out your camping stuff or you, you drive your trailer, or, you know, pitch the tent. It's, it's a camping experience, but you're not really looking for the same exact experience each right. time. Right. You're looking for a different flavor of that experience. But you do go through a lot of the same motions, setting up camp and all that. You do no matter sure. where you go. The rituals are the same. The rituals are the same. We're creatures of habit. We like ritual. Rich, we like rituals. Richard. Richard. Ritual. We like Richard. We like, we like Richard. We, we like, like Richard. Richard too. We like Richard a lot. <laughs> so let's sum up here. What boxes do each of you check when you're thinking about a vacation? Because a lot of it has to do with old versus new, among other things. So what are your boxes when you decide where to go or or try to even figure out what should be on the list of where to go? What, what are the things that count? Well, depending on the time of year, the weather is a big factor for me oh, in yes. making a decision. I'm probably not going to go to Goodyear, Arizona in the middle of July when it's 115 degrees. <laughs> And I've been there. I, you know, I've been in Arizona when it was 117. I've experienced that. It's not my favorite. But <laughs> I, I kind of took it as a badge of honor. It's like, yes, I survived 117. But that's not what I'm looking for. So it's a combination of where you're going and what time of year and what experience you're looking for. And I don't have a simple yes, no answer. The list is kind of varied based on what I'm up to and what I, what I want, what kind of change I want. 
I'm not looking for the same trip every time, basically. I don't know about you, but we have friends who have their favorite trips and they tell you, oh, you must go to this place. It's such a wonderful place. It's, it's exciting for them. And I'm thinking, no, not really. It doesn't sound too exciting for me. But sometimes you can reach a point where somebody's persuasive enough that you think, well, I should go try that. Somebody will say, darling, you must go to this place. It's just perfect for you. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not my style. I start out by saying it has to be someplace that really interests me, not somebody else's recommendation, not somebody else's favorite place, mm. my place, something I want to explore or someplace I want to return to. Well, let me break in here and talk about something that I'm not happy to talk about, and that is that age is starting to relate to my travel choices. I'll give you one example. A lot of friends of mine and myself have said, God, you ought to go to Berlin. Berlin's incredible. But a lot of people have told me that Berlin, and it's amazing to me, I haven't been to Berlin since I've spent so much time in Germany. Berlin is a very young city. It's filled with wonderful things to do for young people. I look in the mirror. I'm not one of those people. Do I want to go to a high energy city or do I want to go to a different, little bit more modulated, a place that fits who I am now? I have a feeling this question, this eternal question, there's no right answer here. The three of us have offered up our experiences and our battle-tested advice on whether to go new or go back to the treasured familiar. There are no right answers, and there are no wrong answers. Thank you for listening, and please send us your comments. You should have plenty on this topic. Which travel philosophy do you follow? We'd love to hear from you. Join us next week when we bring you another episode of Camp Codger. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger on your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com, post a comment at www.campcodger.com, or leave a voicemail at 505-216-6171.